At this time, relax every muscle in your body as the most powerful men in Canada discuss Top Tech. This week, mechanical keyboards. I would assume by definition every keyboard is mechanical, though, because you're clicking down on a, on a little key and it's a mechanical function. It's not an electronic function of some sort, but, but that's not what we mean. Well, can you guys hear that? Yes. That is clicky. Yeah. I want to help. Then, for example, can you hear this? Oh, yeah, that's uh, like a newer Apple-style kind of chiclet keyboard. How can you tell just by <laughs> hearing that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I hear that that's, sound quite a lot. It's the sound of a scissor switch. Yeah. That's one type, right, is the scissor switch. The Apple keyboards on the laptops and desktops sound like, right? Yeah, exactly. and actually almost every uh, modern laptop keyboard these days is a scissor switch keyboard. You can build scissor switches to be very flat, very tiny, and that way you still have pretty good travel and key feel. Oh my god, I just said key feel. <laughs> you are such a goddamn pervert. <laughs> so this is a show I've been wanting to do for a long time because I've been slowly figuring out what my favorite type of keyboard is. And actually when we were putting together this show, Johnny, you came up with the fact that you don't really even have a favorite type of keyboard. No, I don't really. I was hesitant to do this show because I said I didn't have anything to talk about keyboards, but I think I probably do. I've generally used the Apple keyboards that come with the Apple computers, and I've used, of course, some Windows keyboards as well. And I like the idea of a clicky keyboard, but I'm not super obsessed with it. <laughs> well, Johnny, I think it's really interesting there that you mentioned keyboards that come with Apple computers. Yes. And I think, quite frankly, in my opinion, one of the best keyboards ever made was a keyboard that came with an Apple computer. But to get us started here, I think most people say that, yeah, they couldn't mention the, their favorite type of keyboard if they tried, but... Or they wouldn't even be able to say what their keyboard that they have is. Exactly. But rest assured, if you use a computer every day, even just to type on Facebook, you do have a favorite type of keyboard. You just don't know it yet. And isn't that really what Top Tech is about, is letting people know... <laughs> what's going on inside their own brain? <laughs> yeah, what's going on inside their own brain? What's going on with technology that maybe they didn't know about before, that maybe they should? Is that what Top Tech's about? <laughs> It is this week. Okay, well, my God, you're a huge nerd, Ian. <laughs> I love you. it. I love it. Fill us with your nerd knowledge of keyboards. <laughs> well, we might as well start off with the most common type of keyboard, which is, in my mind, the worst type of keyboard, which is the membrane keyboard. And you'll know if you're typing on a membrane keyboard because it feels really kind of squishy when you push down and it doesn't really make any noise at all. A lot of people actually like the idea of typing on a keyboard, but I'm not making that typewritery noise. You know, it's very silent, so I can... I'm not disturbing people who are sitting around me in other cubicles, that kind of thing. And also, uh, or, I guess your fingers don't move very much. You don't have to depress very hard for it to make it work. Which is funny because the understanding is that as you push down on that key, you're thinking, well, I don't have to push very hard because the membrane keyboard is usually just a rubber membrane that has a little extended dot on it. And that dot has a piece of conductive area. And when you push down, the rubber deforms. That thing contacts the circuit board underneath, and it makes a key happen, essentially. Your letter shows up. You'll find membrane keyboards all over the place, not just in computer keyboards, but pretty much every remote control uses a membrane-type key press. Technically, mm -hmm. your microwave, if it has a number pad on it, it's not like the old dial-type ones, your microwave is a membrane keyboard. It just doesn't have a movable key. Calculators, all those sorts of things are membranes. And the reason that they're everywhere is because they are effective and they are cheap. 
Yeah, and they're probably easy to make really small. So if you're making a small device, you don't have to worry about a lot of mechanics in there, and they're very simple to engineer and put in all a lot of different things, right? In terms of computer keyboards, usually you're just dealing with a plastic key with a travel mechanism, some tubes of plastic, which make sure the keys move straight down to push a membrane to make a key press happen. But mm-hmm. here's the problem with pushing through on a membrane, is that when you press that key down, you might think, oh, it doesn't take a lot of effort for me to push that key. But when you push it, your finger depresses the key all the way down, and it hits a hard end. Your finger's running into a brick wall every time you type. Click, click, click. Your finger's running right into that, and you have to then pull your finger back up and keep typing. Because if you do not depress the key all the way to the bottom, it doesn't make contact and doesn't make a key happen. So everyone's gotten very used to, when they type on a keyboard, having to push their fingers all the way down. Because your fingers are running into a brick wall all the time, the faster you type, the more damage you can end up doing to your hands. You can end up with RSI. Mm-hmm. But moreover, you, they, they actually feel mushy. It's true, yeah. We can get beyond the health benefits and just say, they feel mushy, and that's kind of <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's, it's such a crappy thing to say, but really, it's just like, they feel terrible. It's like putting your fingers into spaghetti. Ugh. We got membrane keyboards, and they're terrible. You shouldn't have a membrane keyboard. If you want to care about keyboards, take the keyboard that's hooked up to your computer and throw it away right now. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, just put just uh, put pause on your radio and go do that, and we'll wait till you come back. Now, if you're lucky enough to have an Apple device that was made in the past few years, you've probably got a scissor switch keyboard, which is like a membrane keyboard, but a little bit better for you and a little bit better in terms of the feel, because your fingers don't have to travel as far, so you're not pushing as hard on the keys. And I'm not a fan of those really thin chiclet keyboards, and I mean, they do make a bit of a tickety-tickety-tickety sound when you type on it, which I think is a little bit better because the auditory feedback can teach you when you've actually depressed a key fully. I'm still not quite a fan of them. While it's better than a membrane keyboard because it's just wham, wham, wham all the time, scissor-switched keyboards like Apple laptop keyboards and their wireless keyboards, basically every keyboard Apple's making these days, tiny bit better. In my opinion, I still wouldn't stop there. I still wouldn't stick with one of those. I have to let you guys know, just playing with my scissor switch Apple keyboard while you we were talking, I managed to break it. <laughs> I, I was, you know how you can pop the keys off to look at what's underneath? I think I just broke my delete key. Oh, so. good. Well, you didn't need that anyway. What, what am I going to use a delete key for? Do anyway? you ever make I'll any just, errors? I just keep everything I do. You can't delete things at work, and now at home you can't minus things, right? Yes. I have a DOS keyboard. Ah, DOS keyboard! DOS keyboard, which I would assume is a German keyboard, that a coworker gave me because it was shipped to him damaged. And it's much more like the old IBM-style keyboards, like a typewriter key, like very yeah. big and clicky sounding. Unfortunately, it was damaged in shipping and it's the minus key on the number pad is broken off that was not my fault this delete key is definitely my fault i'm screwed (laughs) dos keyboards got nerds really excited when they came out because of a bigger feature than just the clicky feature the fact that you could get a dos keyboard that has no writing on the keys whatsoever they're just blank keys Uh, and they called that their ultimate (laughs) keyboard and the idea was that if you can actually touch type on this keyboard and know where all the keys are and you don't have to look down you clearly must be an ultimate typist you don't have to ever look down to do any of that. But the real juice of the DOS keyboard is that they come with mechanical switches for every single key. Mm-hmm. You're not using a rubber membrane and pushing that down where all the rubbers all connected to each other. What you're using is each key has an individual switch underneath. And in the DOS keyboard case, I believe they come with Cherry MX Blues. Cherry's the company that makes the switch. MX is the type of switch. And blue is the color 
and the blue color denotes that it is a click switch when you push into it. Not just that, Beach. It is a tactile click switch. That's true. But we'll get into the different type of cherry switches in a moment here. Okay. The DOS keyboard and the cherry switches that it uses are known as mechanical keyboards, and they are incredibly popular with gamers, with typing nerds. <laughs> Programmers, you know? They offer variety in terms of... Key feel. Just say key feel. Yeah, let's just go with key feel. Pervert, 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 pervert. In terms of key feel, a blue MX switch, in this case, when you click down on that, your finger travels halfway down and you'll hear a click. And when you hear that click, it means that your key has registered, that you'll actually see the letter show up on screen. But you still have half the travel left to go. Actually, BJ, and it's, uh, that click happens at exactly 60 centinewtons of force. <laughs> Oh my god. It, yeah, it's this persnickety. But the idea is that when you, if you're typing on a mechanically switched keyboard, you don't have to depress the key all the way. The key goes halfway down with 60 centinewtons of force, and you can continue to press the key all the way down until it bottoms out. But because you hear the click and you see the letter on the screen, you might be like, oh, I've already typed that. I don't have to depress it all the way down. And it's supposed to become an unconscious habit that after you hear a click when you press the key, uh, you'll lift your finger back up and the, and the switch will actually lift the key back up again and you just keep going. I think is a really neat idea, but of course it's something you have to get used to. And Cherry makes other switches that are different colors as well yeah. that do different they make, things. They make the black, which is non-clicky, so it's what they call silent and also non-tactile, so it, you don't feel that click happen. That's the other thing that happens with, when we say tactile with the click is that the force actually changes to push the key the rest of the way. Once you actually actuate the key, the level of force necessary to push the key changes. It's really kind of cool. It's more force needed to try to bottom it out because you're not supposed to actually push the key down any further. It's supposed to make you feel like I don't have to push it down because it's starting to get harder for me to push the key down. There's the red, which is not clicky and not tactile as well, but has a lower actuation force. There's the brown, which is not clicky but is tactile. There's the clear, which I didn't know about until today, which is non-clicky and tactile. The blue, which is my favorite, which is clicky and tactile. And also Cherry MX White, which is clicky and tactile and has an actuation force between 50 and 80 centinewtons. Yeah, it gets really, really fiddly. Keyboard nerds have become more and more fiddly. But the reason Cherry is important is because this is pretty much the gold standard in terms of mechanical keyboards today, is these Cherry mechanical switches. So DOS keyboard, as an example. The DOS keyboard uses Cherry switches, which is about $150, which now we found out you can go to Monoprice and just buy for $55. It's essentially going to be the same keyboard. However, in the opinion of both Beach and myself, you will not be able to purchase the best keyboards ever made with a Cherry MX switch in there. I just want to mention this, because we're going to go into Buckling Spring, which I think is the best, but I want to mention, I think, what I feel is maybe then the second best, but other people have different opinions. Yeah and, yeah. and is my favorite, and I have to thank Johnny for getting me the equipment to actually use this again. The Alps Key Switch, which was used in the best keyboard ever made, the Apple Desktop Bus <laughs> the, Keyboard. The Apple Extended 2, you'll hear people refer to it as. Yes. Or the Enterprise. Yeah, it's a phenomenal keyboard. And it has great key feel to it. And that's a very highly engineered keyboard as well. But my favorite, and one of the favorite people around the world, is what's known as the IBM Model M. Oh. And if you typed on a Model M back in the mid-80s, you would know exactly what we're talking about. You can hear a ting as you type. You can hear really loud clicks. It's deafening if you get in a room filled with these things. What happened was IBM had made a terrible, terrible keyboard for the PC Junior that everyone referred to as a chiclet keyboard. Now, chiclet keyboard doesn't mean the same thing these days, but back then the chiclet keyboard was this terrible, terrible computer. People could not use it. It was just awful to try to type on at any sort of speed. 
PC Junior was a huge failure. They said, we're not doing this again. We're going to have to make a better keyboard. And they put a whole bunch of engineers and they said, make us a much better keyboard, like the best keyboard you can make. The technology they came with was buckling spring. When you press the key down, there's a spring, an actual metal spring inside. And when you push the key down far enough, there's a click and a ting because the spring deforms and shoots out. And when that happens, the key depresses its full amount. You get your letter showing up on your screen. You hear that ringing? That's a buckling spring. They're a fantastic keyboard. I have a Model M on my desk that I believe was made in 1989. It was made in Mexico, too, which is weird because they didn't make many of them in Mexico. It says Modelo M underneath it. And it weighs about eight pounds. Oh, they're full of metal. You could kill a man with one of them. And I've, I've often been tempted. <laughs> that is the good measure of technology that I use on many occasions. It's, could you kill a man with this? And IBM thought so far ahead, they made a detachable cable that plugs right into the keyboard. Like, I'm not talking about a cable that, you know, it's like, oh, you can detach it from your computer. I mean, no, this cable also comes out of the keyboard. So if the cable ever goes bad, you detach the cable, you throw it away, and you buy a new cable, and you put it on. And there's a guy on eBay now who's making these cables with a USB port built into them so I can plug them into any modern computer. And I got one of those cables for Christmas, and it's so awesome. A couple other things about the Model M and about mechanical keyboards in general that I wanted to touch on. You brought one of those points up, Beach, with the removable cable in the back, Mm -hmm. is that these keyboards are usually built to last. A lot of mechanical keyboards with the cherry switches, they'll have a detachable USB cable in them Mm -hmm. that you plug in on both sides, both into your computer and into the keyboard itself, so that your cable can be replaced if it ever goes bad. But if you really want to get deep into it, because these key switches are all individual mechanical pieces in and of themselves if you want to get really hardcore about uh, keeping your equipment around for a long time you could just buy an individual key switch desolder the key when it goes bad and put a new key in its place that might be a little too fiddly for some of the listeners that are out there (sighs) but you can probably find people that you know who are familiar with working a soldering iron definitely and that was the thing we were trying to bring up to johnny when we were talking about this earlier is that johnny if you have a das keyboard which is about 150 dollars and one of the switches is bad, you can go online, and I think Cherry MX switches are not that expensive. I think you can probably buy one aftermarket for like a dollar or two. You could desolder the crappy one, you could put the new one in, and you'd be back to using it the way that it was intended. And I'll let you know right now, there's no way I'm probably ever going to fix this Apple (laughs) scissor switch keyboard. It's just, it's hooped. Oh, I have actually just got the technical specifications for the cherry blue switch i'm going to put this in the show notes this is a (laughs) this is a dumb amount of data (laughs) yeah let's not read that on the air nope the important things to take away is there's multiple different types of keyboards you can use they feel and sound different and even if the sound and feel of your keyboard doesn't seem like something that you're interested in At the very least, the way you interact with your keyboard, especially if you're doing it over a long period of time, can have very positive or negative effects on your wrist and your fingers. And if you are in a job or as a hobby, spending a lot of time typing stuff in, you owe it to yourself to get a decent quality keyboard. And they're not that expensive to get something that's better than the crappy one that came with your computer. And hell, if you find something you like, it'll be better for your mental health. (laughs) And on that bombshell... We have been the most powerful men in Canada. I'm Ian Horner, and I use a Apple extended keyboard, too. I'm Johnny Blakebrow, and I use a DOS keyboard and this broken Apple scissor keyboard. And I'm Brendan Beach-Deary, and at home and at work, 
I use an IBM Model M part number 1391401. No one's ever going to listen to this show again. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Please come back again. Thanks for listening. The most powerful man in Canada would love to hear from you. Please contact us by visiting our website at toptech.tiltyhouse.com if you have any comments or if there are any subjects you'd like us to cover in a future show.